the Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1. My name is Mdiwa Mob Justice Kavaza and I'll be your host until about 8 p.m. Who says uh, that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to unpack and keep you educated, entertained and intrigued about the world of business. We are broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. Now for today, uh, we surely have uh, all heard some stories about entrepreneurs uh, that started from humble beginnings running side hustles in school and went on to fully fledged uh, fledged uh, uh, multi-millionaires such as uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, who is one of those people who started Facebook at Harvard University uh, in his dorm room um, and uh, his other college roommates and then uh, went on to become a billionaire Uh, there's no doubt that university education is slowly becoming uh, progressively diverse and with a greater emphasis being placed on uh, doing other things outside academia whether it's participating in sports uh, student societies or even having a young side hustle so for today that's what we are going to be talking about now we're going to be talking about all things student entrepreneurship and what it means uh, to have a young uh, hustle and uh, that could potentially become a big business one day so that's what we're going to be talking about and in studio uh, we have uh, uh, we have a Karabo. Karabo, you need to you need to guide me here. Is it? Should I guide you? Is it Pecha? Yes, it's Karabo Pecha. 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 Yeah, yes. and uh, together with uh, Philip Ntlovu and uh, Tavi Samaweni, who are all from uh, Find a Funder, and then we also have uh, uh, Sipiwa Blom, who is the co-founder and MD of uh, the Convenience uh, Group. Uh, he's also an investment analyst uh, with Mutualism. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. And uh, they're all going to be talking to us about their insights into the adventures because they're all running various businesses around campus. So that's what the show is going to be looking like for today. Definitely make sure you hold on. Uh, we're going to be talking to them in a few minutes, but just before we we get into that now we are going to be getting into the news of the week in our business wrap that's a part of the show we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business economics news and we're going to be doing it with Lebo Pasha who is our financial expert remember that you can uh, keep in touch with us on Facebook let us know if you've come in contact with any of these businesses um, do you have your own business and the like uh, remember that on Facebook we are voice of Vits. that's uh, Vow FM uh, together with the Vits Radio Academy uh, that's on Facebook and then on Twitter we're at VARFM and then our hashtag is hashtag uh, business buzz. You can also find our podcasts. Remember that they are available on vids.journalism.co.za forward slash business and you can also search uh, for us on iono.fm where you can find our podcasts and links over there. So that's how the show is going to be looking like. We are here until 8pm. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. Business Rep with Lebo Pasha. for us uh, to get uh, into the week's top trending business economics news and we are joined on the line by a financial expert we have uh, Lebo Pasha. Uh, Lebo how are you? Hi Mudila. Um, so it, it's uh, only the second time that we've gotten to talk to you um, this year. Uh, what's been going on this mm-hmm. week? Uh, there's been a lot of things going on um, some budget speech, some corona you know I hear that we're in a recession. Um, what's going on this week? 
Yeah, I think we had a very volatile week, and it's, it's, it's turning out to be a very exciting week for South Africa in terms of news and changes. Um, exciting because new changes and, and different things happening always present opportunities. But um, I think one of the biggest things is definitely the fact that we are officially in a recession. Um, South Africa only grew by 0.2% last year. And in the last two quarters of last year, our economy actually contracted, which meant that we are in a technical recession. So, yeah, that's not so great news, but I think it's also probably a good reality check. And it'll, from, from what you were talking about earlier about side hustles, I think people will need to pay more attention to things like that. And also make sure that um, we are very wise about and, and think long term about how we spend money and what we get for our money um, value as well. And then uh, apart from that, uh, I understand that, you know, there's been other news this week. Um, what do you think has been standing out for you this week? So definitely the, the other two items that, that, that I think we talk about is the budget speech and the coronavirus. So on the, on the budget speech, I think it, it became very, very clear um, to most South Africans and to some economic analysts as well that, um, our Minister of Finance's budget speech was actually written as, as, a, as a, I don't think a poem necessarily to Moody's, but trying to, to really address the issues that Moody's brought up as seriously concerning issues for the South African economy. And he's tried to find solutions to some of these issues without necessarily slowing down the economy. So he's, he's been widely applauded, and I think he was quite brave in, in some of the moves we've taken. One of the big ones is definitely um, not increasing taxes, as a lot of economists have expected, because an increase in taxes generally slows down economies. Um, so he hasn't done that, but he's chosen to rather target government expenditure. And we don't know how successful he's going to be with that up until um, he starts having hard conversations with the likes of Kosatu and some of the unions affiliated with Kosatu that um, their member, membership base carries the bulk of, of public sector workers. So I think over the next couple of weeks, we're really going to see some of the real hard work around turning around South Africa's economy and seeing whether um, our cabinet, whether our president is able to lead from the front because I think one of the big challenges they're going to get from the likes of Kosatu is, is the cabinet itself and the president willing to also forego and an increase in in their um, in their remuneration. Um, and then on top of all that, do you think uh, because you've already said that uh, it was brave implementation wise, how are you feeling about that? So the biggest issue we've had as a country for probably the last ten to fifteen years is that we've always said the right things, but we've never really been able to implement any of those things. And I think. With where we stand with the other two ratings, ratings agencies, um, Fitch and the S&P, it's, yeah. it's a strong indicator of how much credibility we've lost um, in international markets and in the face of a lot of our counterparts um, globally. So we've been seen as a country that does say the right things, but we don't have the political will to actually do them. And I think Moody's has already drawn the line in the sand and... Yeah, I'd say at this stage, it's very difficult to say whether we'll be able to implement any of those changes. And this is why a lot of commentators are really looking to see 
how the Minister of Finance and how the Cabinet in general deals with um, having to reduce the public sector wage bill. Because if they win this battle, it's one of the biggest battles for any government to fight. They will then have, it will be a downhill sort of um, walk for them in dealing with a lot of the other areas of public expenditure that need to be corrected. One of the biggest ones being uh, fruitless and wasteful expenditure. Because um, in South Africa, if you look at the kind of value for money that we get, for each taxpayer rand that is put into education and put into, put into healthcare, we are very far where we need to be. We are very wasteful as a country of the money that we have, especially a country that um, has a budget for health, a budget for education that is, is way beyond um, what some of our African counterparts have as in the total national budget. Yeah. So for you, um, because we slipped into recession this week, we've already spoken about the budget and at the same time, um, the coronavirus is uh, continuing to be such a big um, strain on economies all around the world. Going forward, what do you think um, will be a big risk for South Africa? Because uh, apart from the recession and the pending, uh, you know, Moody's announcement, is it coronavirus or is it uh, continued continued um, uh, shrinkage of the economy, what do you think poses a bigger risk for us? So, I think right now, it's actually turning out to be the coronavirus that is probably the the unexpected challenge that we're going to face as a country, because what the coronavirus has done, it has slowed down China's economy to its lowest rate of growth since the, the global recession. Um, it's got America also asking questions of whether the U.S. will slip into a recession. And if you look at those two countries, they they are part of the top five countries that we as South Africa um, have trade with. And if those two countries slow down, we are definitely going to be in trouble as a country. It means that we have a much deeper recession than we currently have. So we definitely can't ignore the coronavirus. We've got our first case of it now. And very, you know, very recently, people can think that's what happens with, with, happened with mysteriosis. So there's definitely huge economic impacts that are going to come from the coronavirus. We already seen them in China, where China has slowed down the purchasing of certain commodities and products in global markets. And we've seen Italy now shutting down schools and universities. So I think that's, that's the biggest challenge we're going to be facing in the next couple of weeks and possibly the next couple of months, depending on where this uh, pandemic goes. So that's been us with uh, Lebo Pasha, who is our financial expert, letting us know uh, the top trending news and uh, business news of the week. Uh, he's highlighting three uh, particular issues that is uh, the South, uh, South Africa um, in recession because Stats SA actually said uh, on the other day that uh, we've moved into that uh, into that status of recession. Uh, just reflecting as well on the budget speech, which he says uh, a lot of it was quite brave uh, on the part of the minister, but uh, the big issue is going to be implementation uh, because we tend to have a lot of good ideas in the country, but um, actually making things happen is uh, quite another story. But he highlights the coronavirus to say that for the rest of the year or into at least the short term, it will likely be uh, one of the biggest strains on the economy because we're not even sure where it's going, where it's coming from. I think earlier today there was uh, a report um, that there was the first confirmed case in South Africa uh, 
um, in uh, KZN. Um, so, you know, things like that, you know, you don't know what uh, the issue will look like um, in the next maybe a week, a month or the next two months because where we were with the coronavirus at the start of the year, where we are now is a completely different place. So that's been us on the other side of this. We get into the Buffalo Index. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get back uh, into it. And right now, it's time for us to tell you how your 100 Rand is doing uh, out in the market. And since we have people that have businesses um, on campus, we decided that uh, perhaps we should find out what 100 Rand can do for you and uh, in, in, their, in their various businesses. So first, um, I think let's, let's talk to uh, Find a Funder and just find out uh, from any one of you. Uh, with 100 what can a person actually do? Um, hi. So if you're a company, a corporate, an SME, a municipal organization, with 100 Rand and Finder Funder, you can get the best quality candidate, candidate being a student or graduate, into your organization within seconds. For, for, for less than 100 Rand? For less than 100, you can get access to that person. Oh. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what we guarantee. That's what you guarantee. Yes. To a person. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> to a person. To a person, yeah. Okay, cool. So we're, we're going to talk to them, uh, you know, later on just to find out what that actually means and how the business works. But yeah. I also want to switch over then um, to convenience group yes. uh, because you are sort of uh, dealing uh, in, the, in the stationary part of the world, you know. So what can a hundred rand do for a person? So, since we are here at the Business Buzz, a uh, hundred rand can get you a book uh, by my shop. Um, let me say, uh, like a hundred rand is 33% of that book. Uh. It's called Business Ideas for Everyone. It, it's been, uh, um, it's wrote by my friend, Njablon M. Daga. Uh, it talks about business ideas literally for everyone, yeah. where literally the book, it has over 630 business ideas and uh, the strategies of execution. Yeah. So since we are here at the Business Bus, I will encourage everybody to come, 33 here at the at uh, next to Jorizen Street to come and get the, the, the book for themselves. So uh, so I can confirm that for one buffalo you can get three of those books? Uh, no. <laughs> you need three buffaloes to get uh, that book, but literally with one buffalo you can get other things such as uh, your highlighters, your pens mm. uh, by the station shop. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. No, no, no. My 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 maths, my maths went a bit off there. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, but I get you. But yeah. did you did you just say six hundred business ideas? Yes, definitely, definitely. Six hundred and thirty business ideas yeah. within uh, that book and uh, strategies of of execution. As we know that there are so many business ideas out here, but they lack execution. So yeah. that book specifically speaks about execution of the ideas okay yes sir. so that's been it in terms of uh, the buffalo index for today on the other side of this we're going to be getting into the main uh, the main topic and we're going to be expanding to actually understand now uh, what the two businesses are doing on campus and uh, some of the products some of the offerings some of the services so keep it locked this is the business buzz More justice on the business buzz
Welcome back to the Business Buzz right here on VowFM 88.1. It's time for us to get into our main topic. But before that, uh, just remember that you can join in the conversation. Let us know uh, what you think about our uh, about our guests, their business ideas, and if you've ever interacted with any of uh, their businesses on campus. So, as I said at the start of the show, we are joined uh, by uh, Karabo uh, Pecha uh, together with Philip Antlofu and Tabisa Maweni who are all from uh, Find a Funder. And then we also have uh, Sipiwe Blom, who is uh, the co-founder and MD of uh, Convenience Group. So to just start things off, we need to just get the usual questions out of the way. You know, the, 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 the baseline questions, this is what we like to call them. How did it begin? Why did you choose to get into that business? And I will start uh, with, uh, I'll start with Sipiwe. All right. Um, so for me, uh, it, it all started in varsity, I would say formally so. Uh, but b- before that, you know, I believe that I share the same story with a lot of entrepreneurs uh, from selling small suites, you know, in primary to high school, selling everything. And then, boom, you find yourself in the space of the university and you start, you know, fo- like you like you want to formalize everything. So uh, when I was doing my first year at VETS, uh, when I was studying biological sciences, uh, I I was literally trying to do ends meet even there because I didn't have much. And then that's where I literally um, started selling. So my sister gave me one book when I left home, which was a biology book. And then uh, it started there. I sold like one book and then I got, you know, somebody requesting the same book. And literally it went from one book five years ago into today owning a whole, you know, stationery shop. So that's literally my journey in the space of the stationery. And then along the way, I got introduced into other things such as IT, such as uh, photography, videography. That's how I ended up saying, you know what, I I believe that I can take all of the skills that I've gathered and I can create a group and all all of these companies, they can fall under the group. Hence, my company is called Convenience Group. Under it, we have Convenience Station Suppliers, Convenience Media Production, Convenience Mm. IT Solution. So that's how it started. And one thing that I looked in terms of the, 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 the common thing throughout the businesses was one thing convenience uh, i believe so much in convenience so hence the group is called convenience group the value proposition is convenience okay cool so on i guess on that end uh, we can then switch over to uh, find a funder and since we have three people here yeah three different <laughs> questions so i'll start with uh, i'll start with karabo to say that you know um what is the, what is the business exactly right and why did you guys start it then uh, philip can tell us how the business actually works and then tabisa can then come in to tell us how did you guys actually come together because one of the hardest things to do is finding business partners that you can work with that will not drive you crazy yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay um just to start it off so what find a funder is right so with funder funder we allow companies to get the best quality candidate their ideal candidate in the shortest time possible and whilst doing that we're facilitating access to tertiary funding and graduate opportunities for students whether tertiary funding for students in high school and in varsity and graduate opportunities for people who are just leaving varsity or colleges or technicians for that matter hmm. so that's what finder funder is and that's where that's where our value proposition lies cool yeah how did cool. you guys start? Cool. Um, so how you started was um, 
with relationships let me say um yeah. everything just started off trust one so it was 2016 when i met ukarabo uh we were doing some engineering exposure right at some big mine and uh what happened was that our hr manager actually asked us to come and help him sort out some hr stuff mm. right which took literally the whole day we were going to like 3000 applications and it was yeah quite tedious right and then in second year um tabisa yes so she came to me and she's like hey philip um actually have an idea you know how about a one platform whereby literally all companies can actually come and um access all the details of like students and stuff you know without having the well having to actually like apply there and there and there right how about one platform whereby they have access to this yeah. and i was just like oh wow so it actually sparked some something in me you know so this was in 2018 and we've actually been chatting about it um planning for it and everything um literally took that was 2018 and it's now 2020 yeah. and we only launched it in launched uh 2020 this week actually monday. so yeah on monday yeah. On oh monday. wow yeah yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah we're really fresh so babies yeah so it took a lot of uh developing as well um so tabis is doing engineering karab was doing engineering i'm doing engineering and i'm studying it as well so it took a lot of um planning behind it the business model how are we going to do this you know feasibility studies etc etc um so yeah and now we're here <laughs> cool yeah. Um, so how I met Philip as he said we're in the same class um, we're in the same class doing engineering and I had this idea but um, at the time when it, like the idea started growing in me I didn't know him obviously and then at some point he started telling me about this um, platforms that they've been doing for their course because he's doing it with IT and I'm just doing engineering and I was just like that's it <laughs> so that's why I also trusted him because I've known him for a while yeah. and we've, we've, we've um, worked together in school projects and um, other things so I was like um, he's perfect and then um, Garabo also it was a trust thing so when he came into the into the business I was also happy because I I mean, I trust Philip, so yeah, yeah. That's that's how so relationships. We got together. Relationships. relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. As <laughs> I, I just have to ask, like, are you the business, or do you have partners, and why is that? All right, I am the business. Yeah. Uh, as you said, uh, <laughs> before, that is very hard to find uh, people that uh, would literally link up with the vision that you have. So, but initially, I had a partner, uh, but my partner right now ended up going to Pretoria to become a full time you know uh working person and then i ended up then being control you know of all the businesses and everything uh, but under me i have awesome teams uh for my stationery shop i've got uh, two guys joseph and michael they're running it very well uh under the media side i have andile and anele that literally make sure that everything is on point and then under the it i have um U U edwin he's looking over everything there uh and other um developers that we work with there so um in terms of the umbrella i'll say i am the but i have uh, right people just under me that literally are doing all the hard work and literally they are loyal to not only me but you know to the company itself mm. yeah. yes okay the other i guess the usual question you know that i feel like really does need to get out of the way is um because you said you were at vids yes right. where are you now 
Uh, right now, I'm an alumni. Uh, <laughs> now I work and I do business, but I'm still yeah. at yeah. because of. Um, so the business still continues, Adverts? Yeah. yeah. This, oh, okay. So, uh, literally, my first business, as you know, as I told you, was um, in the book space. Um, and then I was trying to find a space at Vets uh, to literally open it inside of Vets to operate inside of Vets. Uh, but unfortunately, I couldn't. But I said, I'm not going far away from here. And then I just jumped the street. And then in Bramfontein, I opened a shop there. So, right. yeah, yeah, so literally, my, my, my business is still operates more closely um, into Vets. But because the vision is broader, it's not only for Vets students, it's also assistance Rosebank and other students so that they can get affordable stationery. That's how literally it came about. And uh, not getting access at this, I believe that it pushed me to be at the right space so that I can access the huge market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, on that point, has there been, because I'm guessing there was a bit of a transitionary period, right? Going from, you know, I guess being a student on campus, you know, and have, and just being there in that scene. But even though you you are across the road, technically speaking, yeah. um, it, it must be a, a different sort of environment. Has there been a transition? How did you navigate that? Yeah, definitely. The, there was a transition. Um, but one thing that I've been um, blessed with is my networking uh relationship and skills so i've sustained relationships on campus literally that build up so that i can still get access to market my products to students and hand out flyers and so forth but i won't lie uh, there are still those boundaries that you get as an alumni to literally run your businesses within the premises of the university um and yeah i've been blessed just so that i can have a great network of people um from uh, different from uh, your societies to mm. you know other structures that I have found right people that literally would be there when I seek help to grow my businesses. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, I want to switch back over, you know, to yeah. find a funder. Yeah. Okay, guys. The name is catchy. It's yeah. a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, what, I, what I'm trying to figure out, right? Yeah. You said that you guys are helping companies to find the best candidates, mm-hmm. and a person can do that for less than a hundred grand. Yeah, yes. guys, what 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 do you mean? Like <laughs> when we say candidate, <laughs> when we say candidate, what do we mean? Right, okay. that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And um, what are you actually helping the companies to do with this candidate? Are they hiring them? Are they sponsoring them? Are they coming for holiday work? Like, <laughs> are they being poached? Like, what what's actually happening? You actually um, touched on literally what Finder Finder does, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah. all of the above. Um, so, we'll just start with your first one. Um, what do we mean by you getting access to a student for under that um so basically how it works is that students sign up on the platform yeah right they put the academic details their personal details and then from there an admin a finder finder admin will verify these details so the id um, copies have to be certified the academic record has to be the latest you know mm. they'll put the academic averages and stuff like that cool from there admin verifies them either can um, accept or reject them. So if an, ad- if an admin actually rejects them, they do have the opportunity to actually uh, correct the application. And then um, then admin will be notified that, hey, I've corrected my application, so, um, you know, review me again. So when that ha- once that happens, that's when they are allowed onto the system. Yeah. Right, cool. So then from there, um, 
companies then sign up right yeah. so then companies can only view people that have been verified by admin yeah and they can do this for very cheap mm. so it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah but for that that's a student that's yeah, a student yeah. not that yeah cool so um i don't know if you want me to tell you about like the different ranges and stuff of what we offer um but we can jump into that so cool so companies Wait, before you do that yeah right uh, i'll just bring karabo in here okay cool. to, okay to just ask why isn't anyone else doing this why isn't anybody else doing this so okay before okay. i make that is anybody else is doing anybody this? Else <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. i think when we meet people whether it's students or companies um the first thing they'll say is that what about linkedin right yeah so linkedin does have a division of itself called linkedin recruiter yeah so it has a very similar operating model so on linkedin recruiter you pay linkedin to be a recruiter on the platform yeah to get access to search capabilities yeah so if you have that access you can search that you want a graduate from south africa who did marketing yeah. right and mm. um, so linkedin is our direct competitor in the graduate and internship space mm. but in terms of students to fund because i mean people will say why would a student why would a company fund a student right um i think also the need for this came when we got exposure to university, we realized that there are a lot of company emails that we get throughout the year. They are looking for students to fund. Yeah. yeah. But maybe the students that they have available to them are not ideal to their uh, requirements. So then, but then they can't really um, filter out the students as much as they would want to because it takes a lot of admin takes a lot of storage costs posting of application forms and communication issues so why anybody isn't doing it um i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> they haven't found they, they, they haven't seen the value that we see in it yeah they haven't okay. seen the value we see in it okay cool yeah. so we're in uh, we're in the studio we are with uh, find a funder together with uh convenience group a uh, very interesting conversation that's already being had just around um operating businesses on campus we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back on the other side of this keep it locked this is the business buzz more justice on the business bars we are talking uh, student businesses we are talking operating on campus and we are with uh, you know a team of uh, entrepreneurs um we've got uh, the three man we've got a three person team um from uh, find a funder together with um uh, Sipiwe, who is uh, from convenience group he is the business he he said that to us <laughs> uh, just now uh, so what i want to ask um right now and I'm gonna um, ask uh, uh, Tavisa and uh, Sipiwe to you know respond to this, but I guess from different angles, right? And the first one is um, with Tavisa is you guys have started this week, right? And I'm sure there was a lot of uh, you guys are coming from the engineering field, so I'm sure there were, must have been a somewhat scientific approach taken to this uh, to this <laughs> launch. Uh, there was a met methodological way that this thing was done, right? Yes. So in terms of doing the research, what type of um, challenges do you guys actually anticipate in operating? And then in response to that, um, we can have, you know, a veteran, you know, Sipiwa telling us, um, I guess, some of the things that they should probably look out for and how you would actually advise them to get um, over some of these challenges. 
Um, so you were spot on on the challenges. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've actually we we thought that everything would go so smoothly when we launched because we've like Philip said, this started two years ago. So we've been planning on it. But um, recently, our biggest challenge has been ensuring that the students are safe and that their details are safe on the platform. Um, so as much as it's great that we're going to um, have access to their details and provide the access to these companies, it's also a concern. Um, they are... Um, their secu- the security of their details, especially when um, things like identity theft um, are happening. Mm. So we we we've tried to actually um, um, delay that risk for now yeah. by um, only allowing or opening the platform to South African citizens. Yeah. So that's been the biggest challenge since okay. we've launched. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so for me, I'll talk about my biggest challenge and then I'll address their challenge also yeah. and uh, advise them. So my biggest challenge uh, from being a student uh, was time, management of time uh-huh. between your academics because you are the best institution of Africa. Uh, you need to, you know, produce the best re- you know, <laughs> results as you can. And this side, you've got a business that literally needs your attention. Yes, you know? It's like a baby. Um, it's like yeah. a baby, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and then finding the balance between that you know you need to do that because if 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 you don't find the balance one must die and at, at this moment we don't want you know you so that you can kill your business or stop you know studying so for me that was the biggest one but what i did is that i found a mentor i found a life coach you know uh, somebody who advises me on how to go through with my academics and also how to go through with my businesses also so for me that literally uh helped me a lot so addressing your your issue about security i believe that there are systems around this university but there isn't an ecosystem of entrepreneurship. So you find your TMC, you find your um, that literally can assist students in those you know spaces of security because they deal with IT and so forth um, so but there isn't a, which is the biggest challenge that we have at base we don't have an ecosystem of all of these systems in you know in place so that they can be there so that when you're an entrepreneur you can move from one system into the other from that like you know into the other one but my advice will be go to Simulo Hong um, uh, ask for you know an appointment and see how they can assist you because they are big in the space of security and IT so that will be my advice to uh, them as a follow-up right um, as a follow-up is um, in in okay this time I'll start with uh, CPU is there enough support I guess from university structures um, when it comes to actually supporting these businesses on campus do you feel like there, there's enough, like there's areas where you can trade or, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. is there support? And then um, have you guys who are in the system seen <laughs> any supporting structures that you can use? Yeah, so for me, I'll say there isn't enough support. He's been mm-hmm. shaking his head. This yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there isn't enough support. <laughs> this one, because it's it's one of the biggest things that I'm challenging um, at the university to uh, literally change their policy in terms of supporting entrepreneurs because um, the policy of the university speaks about um, 
there isn't a student, uh, there's no student who's allowed to run a business on campus. But that whole that economy... Is explicit? Literally, that's what the university says. Because really? if you go there, wow. by vets, um, DLU or services, they will tell you that you're, you're still a student. Uh, you can't register as a vendor, you know, and that's the biggest first thing that you know a lot of students are facing they cannot run their business and when you can go around business uh, um, here at vets you realize you'll see so many posters of young people who are literally trying to run their businesses and also there comes a challenge where they say your your poster must be verified and you, you go to like your deal you then they say you pay for that you, you know that those structures literally that are that for me i feel like they are not um playing their role as they can um or as they should um which is the first thing there isn't a proper structure that supports entrepreneurs on campus but i believe there is an opportunity and there is the capability within those structures to f- fix the way they work so that they can support entrepreneurs like for instance um last week friday i did an activation um at Vets university through uh, one of the um hubs that I I call run here at Vezi, like um, here, and they were part of that. And one of the biggest challenges that they had was they they couldn't set up a table just to call students so that they can register there. <laughs> they went at one of the structures at Vets and they wanted them a ridiculous amount of money. And remember, these people they just started now on Monday, like last week Friday they were doing an activation. So through the hub, I was able to assist them to say come let's do an activation and you guys you're gonna get data and they did successfully so and they were successful in that so um i believe that we 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 are now pushed to become radical in terms of operating business or like around campus or doing entrepreneurial activities on campus and for me which i believe that it is not right uh, the university must sit down and change its policy with uh, regards to allowing students to run businesses on campus yeah. Oh wow! Okay, uh, hey, that was very passionate. I thought yeah, that I thought that in my core, <laughs> you know, because no, because really, um, especially that example that that you've given the fact that um, a person is finding it hard just to set up a simple you know table just so that they can get people to come and probably uh, gather data uh, from from what I understand. Literally, literally, you I'm know, like yeah. the what is, what is I'm like the, the traveling to the. I'm like, I'm literally oh. that person that he's talking about. Mm. So I went to like a vet structure and then they said that no, we're gonna have to charge you standard promotional rates. Yeah. That was the response. Based on your income. That's Based well. on your income. Yeah. So they asked how much <laughs> yeah, you guys make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think it's that. But yeah. yeah. It's it's just those challenges that exist. Um there are like you said, the, there's no ecosystem that's facilitating all of this. Mm. Maybe the ideas are there maybe the capabilities are there but the structure to make the end user which is us the student entrepreneurs feel it mm. are not there it's not there yeah i mean there are as well as like organizations and competitions that run and everything right but they're not really integrated into like the varsity mm. um you know end goal you know so they there it's an external thing that a company would come and maybe host it at a particular uh university but then after that due date you know they'll give the prize money and then okay that's it you know, we've got a student from Vets, student mm-hmm. from UJ, mm-hmm. who actually won the prize money. But after that, in terms of like, you know, allowing people on campus, you know, things like that, it's it gets tricky. You know, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, I just want to say one last thing. <laughs> you know, you realize also that right, like right now, one of the biggest issues that we are facing at VETS is lack of accommodation. You know, and if you can literally trace it, one of the solutions is entrepreneurship. Right, because imagine if now a student can run a business on campus and each and every week he can make like a thousand from you know the profits. It it means in four weeks that student will have like four thousand rand, which literally if he can get an accommodation of two point five or, or three thousand rand, he can pay for that. And now we are in a situation whereby students are sleeping in library labs and stuff like that. And on the other side, the university is blocking students from running businesses. So for me, I believe that the one of the solutions that the university must look into in terms of resolving the issues of fees the issues of accommodation is through that is through allowing students to run business on campus and i yes I, like i understand that not every student is is going to be interested in that space but give those that are interested to be in the space yeah yeah mm. Yeah, no, no, no. This one, I feel like this this could just be a show on its own. <laughs> <laughs> this issue of supporting our, our I, I guess, entrepreneurs on campus. Uh, but uh, as we end off the show, because we are running running out of time, um, you know, I guess one question for each of the businesses: Where do you guys actually see yourselves? You guys are completely different stages. Yeah, you guys just launched uh, this week. Uh, CPU has actually made that transition from campus. You know, now he's operating. Uh, you know uh, a whole business in Bramfordton and the like different stages but where do you guys I guess see yourselves in the next let me get let me let's see <laughs> six let's, months let's call it <laughs> by the okay by this time next year which yeah. is I guess let's give it a year by this time next year uh, where do you each see yourselves okay cool so we'll start with this month right mm. I'll start with this month um, so last week we had activations at UJ and Vits, which saw around about over 500 students actually sign up oh, wow. uh, as interest in Find a Funder so we this month we'll be getting them onto Find a Funder verifying their profiles etc the next month we will be then diving deep into actually getting the companies right so while we actually accepting these students uh, companies will be actually now talking to them and then yeah that's that's it for the rest of the year I guess um, is there anything you can add um, so this time next year right uh, you know when Philip usually uh, when we talk with the whole team they're like what's your vision right mm. or what the vision is so the vision is that um, someday a student walks in from like Eastern Cape or Limpopo, wherever. They walk into a company, they like, do you guys have an opportunity for bursary or graduate? And then that company responds, have you signed up on Find a Funder? Mm. So that's that's the vision. That's the vision. That's so you guys become the ubiquitous choice. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. And we'll get there. Okay, cool. Definitely. All right. Uh, for me, uh, in terms of convenience group as general, definitely is growth. Uh, but uh, in terms of um, CSS, which is convenience um, uh, store, in terms of the stationery, I really want to branch out so that I can help the students at uh, UJ and uh, the likes of the um, institutions that are within and around Joburg. Uh, there's that in terms of the stationery shop, in terms of the media production space. Uh, next year, this year, um, I would like to shoot my first series. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, a mini series uh, that right now me and my team are still conceptualizing it. Uh, and then in terms of the IT company, uh, Smart Cities. Smart Cities, uh, next year, this time, uh, I would literally like to be one of the uh, 
SMEs in terms of the IT space that are subcontracted by the you know the Houghton province mm. like you know in terms of you know working with them in terms of of their goal which is their vision about this place being a smart city mm. yeah okay cool how can people find your business if you all right uh you can go to our website www.convenience.ss.co.za for media production is www.conveniencemp.co.za for it www.convenienceit.co.za so yeah you can just check out our websites Tabisa, how can people engage with you guys especially since you're young <laughs> okay, so you can go sign up at www.findafanda.co.za and we're also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. It's at findafanda. Z-A. Okay, so yeah. across across all the all social medias as well as LinkedIn. So yeah, why 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 did you say all social medias and LinkedIn? Well, I, I mean, mean you <laughs> <laughs> because LinkedIn, LinkedIn is more professional. <laughs> so I don't see it as a social media. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah, reflexes I guess. <laughs> okay, pulse. cool. So that's been uh, that's been us. It was uh, quite an interesting show. We were with uh, Karabo Pecha and. Uh, Philip and Lovu together with Tabisa uh, Maweni, who are all from uh, Find a Funder. Very interesting story about how they came together. Uh, all engineering. So I, I, I feel like there's going to be this one is going to have lots of books. There's going to be records being kept. There's, Already. You know, <laughs> Methodology is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had um, a conversation with Sipiwe Blom, who is the co-founder and MD of Convenience Group, telling us about that transition coming um, from the student space and uh, getting into the wider community as a final word on my end these are just some suggestions okay. you can take them to wherever you you take them but i really felt uh, strongly on both sides that this issue of support is uh, quite a strong issue and my suggestion is on two fronts uh, i did not go to fits i went to roads Right. So at Rhodes, I had the opportunity of being uh, part of, you know, two movements, which I think could help. I don't know if there is one here at Vitz, but for example, at Rhodes, I was on the, I was uh, part of the Rhodes Entrepreneurship Society. Right. And we, there was a lot of, um, one of the things that we would do is we'd get people to, to come and do, you know, like a normal pitch evening uh, yes. where you're pitching business ideas, etc. And we would actually have cash prizes uh, for the best ideas and actually help people to perhaps find funding and all of that stuff for their businesses, you know, after that. Um, the second one was like an institutional thing. So in my fourth year, I did uh, what's called a PDEM. So that's a postgrad diploma in enterprise management. And uh, I know that there is a version of that here. And ours was done at uh, the Rhodes Business School. So what was unique about it was the fact that the business school would, you'd you'd be split i think our class had about 30 people and you'd be split into teams of about four or five people Mm -hmm. then you then for the period of the course which was about a year you had to conceptualize a, a business at the beginning of the year and then run that business in in Grahamstown for that year and oh, interestingly nice. the business school would give you would give each group 5,000 Rand oh. and then you had to trade and by the end of the year have had have made the money back and okay. given it back to the business school with interest no. right oh. because it's business <laughs> they're not they're not, they're not it's, it's not like we're not we're not <laughs> doing this thing for free we're showing you what real business is like yeah so when it came to things like that 
yeah there was a bit of tension you know institution wise i I can definitely relate uh you know just you know getting and trading in certain spaces but there was that institutional support you know so i think those are just my suggestions and i think they could uh, they could possibly work so that's been it uh, for today's show. Thank you so much to um, everyone who was listening. Thank you to our amazing team. Uh, thank you to everyone, as I said, who was listening. Remember that you can keep engaging with us. Let us know. Uh, if you've come across any of these enterprises or if you run something of your own, let us know. On Facebook, we are VFM. That's the Voice of Vits. You can also find our other Facebook page. That is the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VFM. And then our, our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. Remember that you can also find our podcast uh, on fits.journalism.co.za forward slash business so that's been it uh, thank you to our amazing team our producer that is Glory Mabuza uh, together with uh, uh, together with uh, the rest of our team don't miss the business but same time same place next week uh, for more insight into the world of business next up on the VFM lineup we have Living Electro so definitely make sure you don't turn that down so for myself Mdiwa Mob Justice Gavasa and the rest of the team it is good evening and take care the business buzz podcast